Hello. Welcome back, everybody. This is Jesse, and I am with my brother Jeff. Howdy. And we are Movies to be Murdered by. Oh, and we have a mini guest with us. I forgot to mention. I'm so sorry. Um, my cat, little Stevie, is here. Um, he heard that we were going to be talking about the Batman today. And naturally, as he is a huge Catwoman fan, um, he wanted to keep us company. So if you, you hear go. some, yeah. So if you hear some meowing or some yowing, because he yows, he doesn't really meow. He yows. Um, that is him. Um, again, welcome everybody. And yes, we are talking about the Batman 2022, directed by Matt Reeves, um, and starring the inimitable R. Pats, Robert Pattinson. Um, so I'm going to ring the spoiler alert bell ding dong um this episode is all full of spoilers we are actually going to forego the summary that we usually do because this is folks a three-hour film yes. <laughs> like the like the uh, gilligan's island the three-hour tour this is a three-hour film and if we were to summarize you guys would just you know <laughs> This would be the six-hour show, yes. so we're going to forego that. We're just going to have a conversation, guys. Questions, comments, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be throwing out a lot of questions uh, to each other and to you guys, you know, at home. Um, and this this little mini guest has just rolled all over in, onto the laptop, which is very cute, <laughs> but also not very helpful. Um, okay, <clears throat> so... Spoiler alerts have rung, and we are jumping right in. <coughs> Excuse me. The Batman 2022, directed by Matt Reeves and starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright. Um, I could just go on and on. Peter Sarsgaard, um, John Turturro. I mean, this is a loaded cast. Jeff. I mean, when you were watching this, what, I mean, I, I, I kind of felt like I was like, whoa, who's next? Like, and I already kind of knew a few of the names, but I went in blind because I, I avoided everything. I avoided trailers. I avoided teasers, everything, because I wanted to go in cold. Um, so I was like, wow, this person, wow, that person, wow, he's in it too. Like, how, how did you take uh, the characters and the cast? I was blown away by the cast. I um, I didn't avoid everything, but I avoided most things. I just wanted to see some of the names before watching the film. And wow, once once I watched it, you know, I was I was just blown away. And I gotta say this, and I'm sure we'll get there, but Colin Farrell. That's all I have to say. He he was awesome. <laughs> That's funny. He was truly tremendous. Agreed 2000%, but yes, we're going to get there. <laughs> um, nice. All right. So yeah, I kind of, and, and folks at home, 
um, who've seen this movie, I mean, yeah, I think our jaws were like, you know, fell to the ground. Um, I mean, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, what an inspired choice. I was so happy to see him. I'm always happy to see Jeffrey Wright. Honestly, he's one of those actors that I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God he's here. Um, and then as Commissioner Gordon, I was like, oh, for freak's sake, this is perfect. And he was, he did not disappoint. And he held a same, like, fatherly studious kind of vibe that Gary Oldman held and yeah we're you know what I'm gonna be comparing at times to Nolan's trilogy guys because I mean come on how can you not and 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 everybody's doing that so not that I have to do everything everybody does but (laughs) but I will from time to time because it's just natural um but Jeffrey writes I thought Jeffrey writes um I guess at this point he's just Detective Gordon, um, was a really great performance. Um, it was quiet, it was intense, it was funny, like it kind of has to be. Um, I think he did a great job. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna back up a little bit and just say, I I, I really liked the, the dark, the super dark energy this movie carried um you know like i said before in my mind from time to time i was flipping back and forth you know between nolan's movies and this movie because it's part of like the evolution of batman cinematically um but i really like where this movie took it it went off in a different direction you didn't feel like you were lacking for you weren't like missing the trilogy at all. You were just on a a totally different ride. I don't know, Jeff, what do you, what do you think? I agree. I agree with that. I think that the feel, the tone was set very early, which I appreciate. Um, But yeah, this was just a different feel and it was the right feel because um, we've seen Batman be like different there's just different iterations of of the character and this was such a different place um that i really enjoyed it like i it was it was different but it's what i envision when i think of batman so this was i mean i thought it was a home run same 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 i just uh i love when like gosh especially a huge blockbuster franchise film series film character whatever you want to call it when they can when they can like sincerely flip the tone of the series of the main character around without disappointing the fans without disappointing the film's integrity um and without sort of without bowing to or like sort of giving the middle finger to the previous iteration of the character in the film um and and really hold its own and be successful i really i mean to me that's that's a home run yeah so um i thought it was really interesting um i what i had heard um about the movie before i saw it which piqued my interest 
particularly um, was that Matt Reeves um, and our Pats had sort of had sort of like clung to this idea of Kurt Cobain as a big influence on the on the Batman character, the Bruce, I should say the Bruce Wayne, you know, character of Batman um, and of the tone and for the tone of the film. I mean, that's, it, it's very obvious. They, they sort of like fly the Nirvana banner high. Um, they play uh, the song, something in the way from Nirvana's uh, Nevermind album mm-hmm. is like, is like flying high, you know, throughout the movie, even at times in the score, you kind of hear some of the same chords, some of the same pacing. And if, if so, it kind of feels like it's haunting the movie. Um, Matt Reeves did say that he was really inspired by the movie Last Days by Gus Van Sant um, for Batman's lair and aesthetic. And that movie is um, an imagined, sort of like an imagined documentary kind of style film about Kurt Cobain's last days. So I think for legal reasons or maybe for artistic reasons, they don't say like, hey, this is supposed to be about Kurt Cobain. But I mean, everything in the movie is Kurt Cobain and it's totally obvious. And I listened to a song that the actor Michael Pitt, who plays Kurt Cobain um, in Last Days, plays um, in the movie. And that scene of him playing guitar, playing a full song, it really reminded me of of the Batman. So it's like I could see, um, I could see Reeves's like influence uh, taking from that movie, I don't think it was just lip service to try to justify him using, you know, the Nirvana song or trying to give it like a spookier or, you know, more grave, like, you know, feel in interviews. It's just, it's, it's definitely there. Um, He had said that Kurt Cobain had inspired like this idea that Bruce Wayne would be sort of like a reclusive rock star um, inside a decaying Victorian mansion, which is basically where Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love owned like a Victorian mansion. That's where he committed suicide. Um, The last couple of days of his life were, the people thought he was missing because he had jumped the fence um, out of rehab and really gone missing. So this idea of him spending his last days in this um, Victorian mansion, you know, kind of filled with all of the things that we take now as iconic about Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. Uh, Matt Reeves said that he really wanted to kind of capture that visually. Um, He wanted to have, Batman's lair filled with all kinds of things that were just totally Batman. I mean, and that makes sense for any lair, I think, but the mood for me, I, what I saw was actually more captured in, in Bruce Wayne's house. Like it's really dark. It does look like the furniture and stuff looks all old. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I don't know, Jeff. Uh, I, I guess my question to you is like, were you a Nirvana fan? Were you, um, did you, did you see last days? I didn't, I didn't see the whole movie. I just watched a bunch of like, you know, scenes from it. And did you, would you have gotten the kind of feel from visually from the movie had, had he not come out and said it? So I wasn't the biggest Nirvana fan. Um, mm -hmm. I got into their stuff a lot later. Mm -hmm. um, I have not seen Last Days, but now that I'm hearing about it, I am going to go check it out for sure. Um, but I would have gotten that feel anyway mm -hmm. because I think they did such a great job of creating that atmosphere. and. You know, that's, it's honestly the atmosphere, the vibe, the feel is all, I mean, it's a, it's another character in the cast, mm. in my opinion. Um, you know, just the, the overall tone, the look of the movie, uh, the sounds, um, but yeah, the feel of the, of the mansion was, was dreary in a way. Um, and it was like it was stuck in time. And they did a really good job of, of making, you know, the backdrop and, and everything of another character in the film. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, just that, that scene where <clears throat> Bruce Wayne, like, goes up to his parents' room after he finds out I'm pretty sure it's like after he finds out about <clears throat> the fact that his parents were involved in like fundraising and stuff for the orphanage and he goes up to his parents' bedroom and it's got like a, a chain and a, and a padlock on it. I don't know why that really struck me as like, it's so, that's so heavy, you know, um, literally because that chain looked like it could have weighed like, you know, 20 pounds and then like just psychologically like to have your parents room and like you said everything is like preserved almost like it's just and all things been touched you know um things in that house are just stuck in time and to have your parents bedroom under a lock that means like stay out but not just to everybody else but to you too like yeah. he had to let they don't show him like undoing the lock with like a key, but like, you know, kind of like the next image is suddenly it's, he's, he's pushing the doors open and you know, the locks to the side, but like, that's so psychologically so intense. Like he will not go into that like space, that memory, nothing like, unless it's like an emergency kind of a thing, like stay out everyone, including that includes me, Bruce Wayne. So yeah, there is something super heavy about that, that, made sense um with this whole Kurt Cobain influence um and I mean just a, just on like a Hollywood gossip like aside I was just wondering like I wonder how I wonder if like Courtney and Francis his child like I wonder if they got involved at all or if like Dave or Chris got involved at all in the movie I don't think I saw any like any of their names under the thank yous. Um, so maybe 
I mean, they're not using his name or his likeness. It's not, it's not like that. So they're just saying he was an influence. And I mean, obviously they got permission from the record company to use something in the way. So I was just wondering kind of like to the side in my head during the movie, I was like, I wonder if his daughter was involved or involved in giving permission for the song. If they saw the movie, um, what did they think? But that's just sort of an aside. Um, all right. So we're, we're, we're casting the Batman. They know they're going to make like a huge movie. They've got a dark script. They've got, you know, an idea of where they want this to go. They're casting who's going to play the Batman. Um, Robert Pattinson walks in, does his audition. Um, he apparently, apparently they wanted people who are auditioning to wear the suit in, in uh, one of its forms anyway, um, to get us a, a good sense of if the person kind of could like pull it off or not. Our Pats apparently wore George Clooney's Batman suit, which had been in storage and never had <laughs> not worn or touched since the nineties. Um, I think that's when, that's when the, the Clooney one came out, right? In the late nineties or maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, so he said, he had said that it was incredibly difficult to move in that suit, that he was sweating profusely, um, that when it was his time to audition opposite Zoe Kravitz, I guess they cast her part before they cast him. Um, he was sweating so hard and like the audition was to see if they, if they had good chemistry, like on screen, like, you know, and she had said to him, like, what can we do about all of your sweating? Cause it's really gross. And he was like, there's nothing I can do like this. I can't, I can't stop. Like this suit is so horrible. <laughs> so apparently he was in just like the top half of the suit, sweating all over the place and trying to be romantic with Zoe Kravitz, which I thought was kind of a cute story. Um, but I mean, Listeners, Dr. Jeff Watson Esquire here um, is a huge Batman fan. He's a Batman guy. Um, I know he's he's very modest, but he he's all things Batman. And so I, as the expert on our on our show, I wanted to ask you probably one of the most important questions is Robert Pattinson. Did he make a good Batman, Bruce Wayne? I'm going to make a very bold statement. Sure. Because I've anticipated this question. <laughs> um I I'll say this. I love Adam West and I love Michael Keaton. Christian Bell was good too. But I feel like they nailed the part. And I I wasn't sold when I first heard the news. I was very, I don't want to say I was against it, but I was, I was not seeing the vision, but I feel like this might've been, it's definitely one of the best performances as Batman and Bruce Wayne. I feel like they nailed it. I really wow. do. 
Wow. So that's coming from a place of total skeptic, like skepticism. Yes, because I was very, very skeptical um, when I first heard the news. I was like, really? They're going to get, you know, nothing against him, but really? But then when I saw everything play out, I, I said, yeah, I this I want to see more. I, I want to mm-hmm. see more because I want to see where he takes the character. And I haven't, and I've felt that way before, but not as strongly as I do now because he did such a great job. His performance was just top notch. Mm Wow. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, that's a bold statement. Bold statement coming from uh, somebody who definitely has roots in the older, like, let's say, older versions of of Batman. I agree with you. I was not skeptical. Um, I really like Robert Pattinson's work. I, th- I, I give him a lot of credit. Um, maybe I should be giving his agent credit, but I think it's him too. He has really worked fearlessly to get away from his image as a teen heartthrob from the Twilight Saga movies. Um, but he he's made i mean he could really do any part that he wants you know um and he has he has taken his career has taken a, a like a real left turn out of that like exiting out of that out of that series of movies but it doesn't seem forced like he's legitimately a good actor i think um i i really my, we we did um the lighthouse Dear yep. listener, we did the lighthouse. So if you flip back through our, our older catalog, you'll find an episode that we did on um, that movie, The Lighthouse, by I think it's Dave Eggers with him and Willem Dafoe. I mean, he was excellent in that movie, yep. and I haven't watched his entire filmography, but he's done a lot of work with David Cronenberg, somebody that is, you know, who, who uh, he's he's a real like film auteur, I think. Um, his choices are in film are really, are really awesome. Anyway, he's worked with a lot of like, you know, daring directors, um, real artists. And I think he's really kind of managed to paint himself uh, and his career with the same artistic brushstroke. Like I think of Robert Pattinson very similarly how I, th- I think of Brad Pitt. Um, and that is, um, and I don't know if this is controversial or not, but um, let's just say I don't know them personally, guys. So I, you know, they could be major jerks in real life, um, and that would be a shame. But you know, I'm just saying what I know. Um, I think that uh, Robert Pattinson kind of falls into like the Brad Pitt category that I have, which is populated only by them two. Um, these actors that are ridiculously good looking right? And have this huge craze around them because of their looks. But actually, if you can see past that um, and all of the media and paparazzi hype around them, I mean, either of them, you know, steps outside their house and it's like a, it's like the Beatles in the sixties. It's like people are screaming, women are, you know, passing out, et cetera. Um, 
But when you look, if you see past all that and you actually look at the choices that they make and the movies that they're in, they're in some really good movies. And maybe save like one or two, they have made excellent choices in the films that they choose to be in. They're excellent. Their acting is great. Um, and it's sort of like you really can't pin them down as just these, you know, good looking uh, nobodies, you know, they're they're really good. You know, their their movies are really good. So I actually when I hear that Brad Pitt is in a movie, my ears perk up and it's got nothing to do with his looks. I'm like, this is probably going to be a really interesting film. Um, what's the deal with it? And I start researching, you know, um, and I think you could, uh, I'm pretty sure I can say the same about Robert Pattinson now, because I think that his choosing to be in the Batman um, was really smart. I think, you know, he, I'm assuming they got the script and saw where this movie was heading and was like, let's, Let's jump on that because he hasn't he hasn't had to take a big role, like a big like big blockbuster role since he did those Twilight movies. Like he's he's made his money, so to speak, and he can kind of just coast and do whatever he wants now. And so to get attached to all of the scrutiny that he was going to have to face and all the all the skepticism, you know, um, I mean, the Batman fans, like any fans and and rightfully so you know they they want somebody who's going to do a hell of a good job christian bale in the modern in the modern era so to speak of batman christian bale set a really high bar cuz yeah. he he i think he killed it as bruce wayne and batman um and he took it seriously and it was this whole other thing that that all of us hadn't seen before um so our pats had all of that on his shoulders and I think that he, I think that he kicked butt. I, like you said, I think he nailed it. Um, I was super happy with his performance. But that being said, um, I don't like he wasn't the he was he was the I want to say like he was kind of like the Rock right during the movie, like him and Detective Gordon, but who stole the show here like let's let's talk about this now because there are a lot of <laughs> there this whole movie is full of amazing performances like yeah uh it's it's a it's like a, a, a buffet it's a buffet take your choice which bite do you want to take first so jeff like who stole the show you think about all the characters we have the penguin colin farrell the riddler paul dano um detective gordon jeffrey wright zoe kravitz as a uh, selena kyle aka the Catwoman. um you know r pats as the batman um andy circus as alfred like who's stealing this show here for you See, that's a that's a tough question because I feel like you could make a case for Paul Dano being the Riddler. That was phenomenal. But for me, Colin Farrell as a thing, as Oz was I, I mean, honestly, the fact that unless you really did your research initially going into it. You had no idea it was him. 
and for him to have all the the mannerisms and you know it was it was just tremendous every scene i feel like every scene he was in he stole do you are you uh are are you like like it doesn't and this has no bearing on the question but i'm just i just out of curiosity like are you kind of a fan of the penguin in the batman series like both in the comics and in the movies at all or he he wouldn't be the highest on my list mm -hmm. but i am a fan of the character okay okay so did you had you did you know that Colin Farrell was playing the penguin? Initially no, but I figured it out by a couple of the just seeing a lot of his movies and uh -huh. seeing his mannerisms in other movies. There were a couple things that he did and I was like, okay, I, I feel like I know who that is. Gotcha. And then I, and then I looked it up and I was like, okay, yeah, I <laughs> I guess correctly. Do you look things up like uh, during the movie, like while you're watching it? Sometimes I do. Like if it's a movie that I'm really into mm -hmm. and I'm like, man, I wonder who did the, the score. Mm -hmm. I'll look it up real quick during the movie or like, man, this person's really killing this role. Who, you know, let me see what else they've been in and I'll, you know, go through and do some of that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I save. I save like the deep research until after, but if I just want to look at something quick, I'll catch it while I'm watching the movie. Yeah. My husband does that. Lewis does that. <laughs> and uh, when we're, when we're at home, I don't, I don't think he really, I don't really, I've never really seen him do that too much when we're actually at the theater. Um, but then we always have our son sitting in between us. So <laughs> I wouldn't see him anyway. Um, but yeah, he does that too. Um, saves the deep dives for after the film but he'll yes. he'll look up things really quick i i only do that if it's like a if it's like a movie that i, I don't really 100 percent care about like missing like you know some of the on screen and like i never do that during the movie the only thing i'll do is is like check my phone um which is a big no-no i always go to the alamo which is a huge no-no but i try to do it really like carefully like you know on the stealth side <laughs> yeah. um i only check my phone if i get like if for whatever reason if we're not with wolfie my son um just to make sure he's not like messaging me or something but um anyway um if you had known that Colin Farrell was playing the Penguin beforehand, would you have the same skepticism um, that you felt about Robert Pattinson? Um, how, how do you think you would have felt about that? I definitely would have. Mm. Because I wouldn't have seen it. Like, I, I couldn't <clears throat> see the vision. But once you see the vision play out, it's like, well, who else at this point? I mean, he again, he just kills it. Same thing with the Riddler. Like, honestly, Paul Dano, that was tremendous. Tremend I mean, just a tremendous job. I mean, you could say that about everyone. I mean, they're, everyone played their roles beautifully. They did. They did. I, I want to just sidetrack for a second. 
Zoe Kravitz. Hello. <laughs> I was impressed. I yeah. was impressed. She was, uh, I think, the only other person that I knew who was going to be in that movie. Um, and I was, I get, I mean, this is, you know, whatever it is, it's unfair, but you know, sometimes like some people just kind of annoy you and you don't really know why mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's like nothing that they did or anything. And again, people, I know, I don't know these people. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not imagining that I know these people in real life. It's just from TV and like, you know, commercials or the internet. Um, she just kind of annoyed me and I'm not really sure why it's just one of those things. But so I wasn't really thrilled that she was playing Catwoman. Catwoman is a dear as is, is such a dear character to me. Selena Kyle, um, Michelle Pfeiffer's version of her. Um, I'm, I'm literally getting that tattooed on me um, next week. Um, I adore I adore Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman so much. I can't even, um, I can't even measure it. So I, I wasn't holding, I wasn't holding Zoe Kravitz to that standard, but it was more like, Oh, here's that person. That's kind of like, I kind of think is kind of annoying. And she's got these two, um, she's got these two parents who are like both kind of annoying and her whole thing is annoying. And I don't know. So like, (laughs) I was not looking forward to it. Um, and then there was like a lot of, a lot of like, a lot of was being made in the press about that she was going she to be playing, like, playing like, a, like a bisexual a Catwoman. And I was like, just annoyed at that. Not, not the bisexual part, just the fact that like, it was such a like, ooh, like, you know, like talking point. I was just like, shut up. Like, who cares? Right. You know, <laughs> like, who cares? Right. Right. Who mean, cares times a thousand? Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, so I was kind of getting annoyed about a lot of things already. And then I saw the movie and um, I was impressed. I was really impressed. And like, maybe this is mean because nobody's pitting them against each other. But I was like, but because her mom is somebody who kind of has always been annoying to me. But I was like, huh, she's a better actress than her mother. (laughs) Look at that. I wouldn't have expected that. It was just something that I was like, wow. I didn't even realize I was comparing them to, but I guess that was just something that came to mind. Um, yeah, so I I, I kind of just wanted to sidetrack for a second and say that I, I think she turned in a really good performance. Yeah. Um, totally, totally new type of Catwoman, yet um, just she 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 was she was really good. Um, I just think she was. I just she definitely gets a lot of applause. Um, in terms of who stole the show. For me, that's a really tough one. Like I said, this cast is stacked. Stacked. Um, but for me, I have to say Paul Dano as the Riddler. And that's a tight, like you said, that's a tight race between the Riddler and the Penguin. But um, I just, I, I couldn't with Paul Dano as the Riddler. He was just, I believed him 4,000% that he was that character. That, you know, when he was talking to Batman, when he's behind the, you know, the glass at Arkham and he's talking to Batman, he's, I, I, I don't have no words. So that's, that's really, I think that might be all I have to say about that. <laughs> he's, 
he's incredible. He was incredible. I was flabbergasted. I really, I really, really want him in future Batman movies. I know, um, you know, he, he didn't die. So there's a possibility that he'll come back. And I just, I think he was incredible. Amazing. Um, I hope he gets some sort of an award for, for his performance. I doubt he will. I doubt any of them will, but they were all great. So if we had a sound effect of people applauding, I mean, cheering, <laughs> I would hit it right now. Um, oh, this is a good question to follow up our whole looking things up during the movie. Jeff, this was a three hour long movie. Does that get a yay or a nay from you or neither? Or is it just what it is? I think it is what it is. Um, typically, I'm not a fan of three-hour movies. Like, I, I feel like that's just a lot. However, given my fandom, um, I did not mind that this time. Um, but to me, and maybe, you know, maybe this is a question for you. Did it feel like three hours? You know, um, I have to say that, yes, I feel, you know, there's three acts in a play or a movie. I feel like the, we got a fourth act with like the whole, the last end of it, when things started blowing up and we see Rid the Riddler's followers and the flooding of Gotham and the stadium that's like Madison Square Garden-esque. I, I did start to feel like a little bit like I wasn't, I was along for the ride for sure. And I wasn't like angry about it or bored by it. I just kind of felt like, Whoa, this is another, this is a whole nother thing. Okay. <laughs> like, I guess we're still here. Um, so yeah, I was aware of it like at one point towards the end. Um, but you know how movies are nowadays, right? It's like kind of like the, better they're supposed to be the more hyped up they are than the longer it's going to be and i figured the batman was I, I had assumed the batman would you know definitely be over two hours maybe coming in close to two and a half hours the three hour thing did surprise me but i can't say that i was mad about it it's a great movie yeah 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 i mean i thought it was great i as you'll hear when we rate this film <laughs> Jeff, do you know that there's there's now a headstone? There's a headstone um, emoji on the iPhones. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's new to me. Whether it's new with this last update or whether it's been there for like a, a year and I just didn't notice it, that might be the case. But I, I meant to tell you that last night when I was like, wait a minute, is that a headstone? Uh-oh. I don't know what uh-oh is for because it's not like we can... <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a real headstone, but like, um, but yeah, we've made it, Jeff. They put in, a, they put in a headstone emoji for our show. They, they did it just for us. We got, we've made it. High five. Just for us. I'm looking it up right now, and the, yeah, wow. Yeah, it's there. It's there. It's there. You know what I'm thinking is that after we watch you know, the movie of the week for our show, just 
send each other the headstone ratings. You know? Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll do that. Listeners, you've got our word. I'm down <laughs> with it. The listeners are like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> it's not like you're sending it to me. <laughs> um, Joker cameo, Jeff. Joker cameo. Oh. Joker, Joker, Joker. I love Joker. I'm not saying that sarcastically. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying it. Um, thoughts. I'm a sucker for. A Joker appearance. Yeah. There you I, go. I am. I am. Ta-da. So that got me. That got they me. They got me too. I was I was looking I was looking real close um to see like is that the Joker? Like who is that? And we had we both had the same thought. Yeah. Because we, we talked about this before the show. We both had the same thought. I think we both thought it was Harvey Dent at first. Mm-hmm. And we saw we saw this not with each other, but like like, you know, just, I was like, oh, that's Harvey Dent because his face is all messed up. I'm guessing you thought the same thing for the same reason. Yes, same reason. Yeah, and that hair was so crazy that I was like, what? That's That looks like the crazy side of uh, of Harvey Dent, you know? But yeah. then, then I kind of realized, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the Joker. This is the Joker just like they made his whole face messed up, like instead of just his his lips and his, you know, um, corners of his mouth. Right. And I was like, Oh, what? And I kind of was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not, not enough to interrupt the movie, but just for like a second, I was like, uh, I don't know if I agreed to this Joker, this person, whoever they are playing the Joker. <laughs> I didn't, ex- <laughs> like, I didn't expect Joaquin Phoenix to be the Joker. Don't get me wrong. But like, I was like, I, I, excuse me. I did not, I did not talk to anybody about this person. I don't know this person. I need to know ahead of time who's going to be who's going to be playing this. And if I if I agree, if I give my consent, you guys don't know that I'm actually an executive producer on the Batman. So. Yes, you are. I I enjoyed it though. I I thought it was it was just so well done. In my opinion, it was just so well done. And, you know, and the fact that you didn't get to see the whole face. Right. At that level of intrigue, it's like, who is this person? You know, and I, I had the same, you know, same kind of reaction. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, no one talked to me about my <laughs> input on who the Joker should be. Um, I've heard some rumblings. I've heard I've heard some rumblings now that I've looked at the uh looked at some stuff online, but um it's like wait. I I wanna know who this is. I'm I'm intrigued to see the next part of this. Yeah, definitely. There was a there was a much longer scene filmed with Batman and between Batman and the Joker in the same um, the same exact setting as when Batman speaks to the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's talking to the Joker. I don't know if you, did you see this? Like the, no. okay. There's bonus footage on the internet um, of, there was a, a scene that was actually filmed and everything. And they had, be, it got scrapped for good reason. It's too much Joker. There's, that's just too many there, this this is already a pretty heavily seasoned gumbo. <laughs> you know? 
um, they didn't need any more. Um, and they, they can save it for the next one. But uh, yeah, there's an interesting scene. Basically, it's like um, Batman goes to the Joker for help with the case to figure out like what's like who's doing all this stuff, whatever. And the Joker, of course, is like, you know, being a goofball. Um, he is helping Batman. And it's really crazy because it's, you know, it's totally like the Silence of the Lambs, like Clary's going to Dr. Lecter. And the Joker, of course, is like, <clears throat> he... We might be having a technical difficulty. Sorry, here we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can okay. hear you. What I was saying is like, I think that the scene at the end between Batman, and, I'm sorry, not between Batman, between the Joker and the Riddler works out better than this deleted, deleted. scene. Because you're just given a little bit of a taste. Like you just see some of the smoke coming out of, you know, off of the cigarette, so to speak. You don't see the whole the whole cigarette. You just see a little bit of the smoke. You, you're like, oh my God, this is a Joker talking to the Riddler. And you start to see how, number one, how diabolical the Joker can be. He's totally preying on the Riddler's um, weakness of like feeling despondent. Like he, like Batman to the Riddler was like this huge idol and then Batman rejecting him at Arkham was like a a huge, you know, disaster. It's disastrous to him, to his heart, to his mind. And here comes the Joker being like, oh, don't be sad. Like, it's okay. You know, like, I'm your friend. I understand you. And like, you see how awful he is. You see how he's starting to get his hooks into the Riddler. And you see how the Riddler, like, gets excited by all of this talk. Like, somebody else who's, you know, wants like it's almost like oh somebody would maybe want to team up maybe I, I would have a friend who's like just as you know who's got the same ideas that I have because it's like you kind of wonder sometimes how you know the Joker has everybody kind of like under his thumb when he's just one dude like that gets explored in the Harley Quinn show um that's now streaming on HBO Max but the animated series like she actually explores that in one of the series is like she kind of talks to like well she yells because she she never talks she just yells she yells at all of the um all of the uh other bad guys and she's like why do you always listen to the joker like he he doesn't even have any superpowers like why are you always doing everything he says like he's your boss like you know and that's kind of that's kind of a good question but we're seeing why right here in this end scene like he just knows exactly how to talk to the Riddler and what to say. He's feigning compassion and friendship. He's being funny, you know? And then all the while, you know, we're like, okay, cool. Maybe they're both going to be in the sequel. Like, cause there has to be a sequel, right? What? Well, dear listener. Yes. It was confirmed this week. Um, as if, you know, we all couldn't have guessed, but it was confirmed this week that, um, there will be a Batman two. 
uh, Robert Pattinson has signed on to return as the Batman, and that's all that I that's all I could find about it. But I'm going to assume that the story is going to lean towards him squaring off with um, him squaring off with the Joker and the Riddler, um, and possibly some other. I'm sure there's going to be another another villain too. But um. We have come to that special time in our show where we offer our ratings for the movie. Um, we, in case you don't know, we rate a movie by headstones. One headstone being totally not good. Five headstones being the best thing. Um, we also have um, an additional rating of whether or not we would get any images from the movie tattooed onto our little bodies. Um, or in my case, not so little bodies. And Jeff, you are, uh, how, how tall are you? Six, two, six, one, six, three, six, three. So not so little body also. No, our, our not so little bodies that we like to, we like to think about, would we get a tattoo? Will we get tattoos of this movie? So Jeff, we'll start. Let me let me start with the tattoo because I'm a tattoo I'm a tattoo head. I love tattoos. Um, would you get any images from this particular Batman? Tattooed. Yes. Tattooed. All right. What? Get lay it on me. What? What would you get? That's such a good question. <laughs> There's so many things. Um. I really like the mask in this. Mm. So I might have to get a mask. Okay. Or that or that pretty sick car. Yes. Very cool car. This movie didn't disappoint. It really did not. Um, all of the... We didn't get to talk about it because otherwise we'd be here for another hour. But all of the cars, gadgets, everything. It, it And it played for jokes sometimes. Like... Mm -hmm. Our Pats falls flat on his face a couple of times during this. He's he's still kind of getting the hang of like, you know, playing at Batman. So it was it was funny at moments, which was awesome. And Jeffrey Wright also, I just want to give a special shout out. He was pretty funny at times. That scene in um, down at the precinct yes. where he's like pretending, you know, that he's yelling at the Batman and really they're talking. And it was he did it so slyly. I was almost I was even like, wait, what? <laughs> Um, okay, so would you get the placement of the tattoo of the mask or of the car on your arm, your leg, arm. your neck? Arm, okay. Not a neck tattoo guy. No? Okay. Okay. No, I, I've seen a couple bad ones that have uh, made me rethink some things. <laughs> okay. You'll have to tell me about that off the air. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, and how many headstones we, we talking about Jeff? I mean, I'm a Homer. I'm a Batman Homer. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to make a, another bold statement. And this is a pretty big statement. This is the best Batman movie I've seen. What sound the alarm bells. Little Stevie just woke up. I'm not kidding. He <laughs> he heard that and he lifted his head right, and opened right. his eyes. He was just sleeping and he just woke up. I'm what? not kidding. That's crazy. I wish I had filmed that for you. 
Okay, so, so we're going. We're going five. 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 Cool. Give you a high five. I'll give you a high five for that. Um, I like bold statements, and I'm glad that that the movie really, really impressed you that much. Yeah. It's always good to hear when a fan is satisfied. You know. Yeah. Um. All right. I'll I'll go ahead and say that I would get a tattoo of this movie. Um, you know, I thought that, I thought that the, uh, I actually thought that the chemistry between um, Batman and Catwoman was pretty, it was pretty good towards the end. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'd get like an, maybe I'd get an outline of them two, you know, like a, or I should say like a silhouette of them two, just like looking at each other, like how they were when, when they met up like a couple times on that, in that like building that was under construction with Gotham in the background. Yeah. Um, I really like that. So um, yeah, either. Yeah. I, I don't think I would get, I, I loved the performance of the Riddler, but I don't think I would get him tattooed. <laughs> um, and in terms of headstones, I am going to say, four and a half i'm not going full five because um i just feel like there were some things that i wanted more of mm -hmm. from the movie and i didn't get them despite the fact that it was a three-hour film which the fact that it was three hours also kind of pulled the rating down for me a little bit um, like honestly, for all of the noise made about like, oh, Kurt Cobain influenced and et cetera, et cetera, and lots of other things about the Bruce Wayne character, like I really would have liked to have spent a little bit more time with Bruce Wayne. And I think that's just I think that's just a matter of there were a lot of big characters in this movie. Like we, and we had to get a sense, like we had to get a sense of Selena Kyle's world. We had to really get a sense of the Riddler because he's, you know, the big bad guy in this movie. Um, and then we also had to get a sense of Batman as the, the world's greatest detective and the sleuth that is like looking to solve, you know, these crimes um, so like, I get it, but I kind of feel like, give me a little bit more on, I don't need the, I don't need the origin story again. I don't need the parents dying. We all know we've all seen that 500 times, but like, give me a little bit more of like Bruce Wayne and Alfred's relationship besides those like two scenes where Bruce Wayne is acting like a, a bratty teenager with him, mm. you know, like, give me more of that. Like, you know. I like when that old lady answered the phone when Batman was calling the house to see if like everybody was okay or whatever. Who was that old lady? I mean, we assume she's a caretaker, but like we don't know. We don't even know anything about like the house. You know what I mean? And and who he's surrounded by. Where does he sleep? You know. <laughs> so that was kind of, you know, for the movie called The Batman, we didn't get as much about Bruce Wayne as I would have liked but that's I mean it's minor you know anyway um you guys thank you so much for sticking around this has been a longer than usual episode because you know what this is you know this is the Batman I don't have to say why it's, it's okay. the Batman it's the Batman um we will be back next week 
<clears throat> I don't know, Jeff. Maybe with a TV show. Maybe we maybe yeah. we talk maybe we talk a little Law and Order. Law and Order's back this week with um, a new episode. Finally. <laughs> yeah, finally. I was a little bit about time. Maybe Law and Order, guys. Maybe something else. We don't know yet. We'll figure it out. But you can be assured that it'll be fun. Uh, so thanks so much for hanging out with us, Jeff. Thank you so much for all of your expert uh, wisdom um, in the world in the world of Gotham and the Batman. And we appreciate you guys, uh, you know, listening to our show. Thanks a bunch. Have a good week. Thank you. Game over.